This station is not responsible for the problems that Mark may cause for the following. Wife's mothers, daughters, ex-wives, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, stepmothers, daughters, and in-laws. If you find yourself agreeing with everything Mark says, please seek professional help. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, um, we have a couple of lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You're welcome to join us if you want. Um, let me get some business taken care of here. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. We call them ATE, but it stands for Automatic Transmission Exchange. If you've been up and down Washington uh, on a regular basis, then you ca- can't help but see on the north side of the road at 40th street automatic transmission exchange in their sign because they've been there since 1968 phil and his staff are really good at what they do and for free they'll talk to you and drive your car they're not going to let you take an hour's worth of their time but if you can demonstrate the problem they're happy to have somebody sit with you and go take a drive but Phil and his, his staff are really good, and Phil wants to remind you that not even 20, 25% of the transmissions he sees need to be overhauled. Many of them can be fixed with replacing a part or making an adjustment. So again, Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. All right, real quick, Harold asked about the Ford recalls, and there's 1.3 million explorers, and then there's a, a million or more F-150s for a door latch. Here's what bothers me about the Explorer thing. Ford has been saying all along that it's only police cars. Ford has been saying all along that the police cars, when they mount radios and sirens and all this electronics, that they have to drill holes into the engine compartment to to bring wires into the engine compartment to attach to the battery for power and other things. So they're saying it's just police cars. Well, it turns out it's not police cars. So then Ford put a new tip on the back of the police cars to redirect the exhaust in case it was swirling around in the back and coming in the back window. That didn't help it. Then Ford says they don't know what it is. Now we have a recall, or they're, they're thinking about a recall, but they really, they, they so much as say, we still don't know what it is. But you're okay. Now, folks, there's something wrong with that statement. I'm going to say, I don't know what's the matter with your car, but you're okay. And I think the common response is, is if you don't know what's the matter with my car, you can't say I'm going to be okay. That's all there is to it. Ford's got this backwards. Ford says it wants to offer peace of mind to owners of more than a million, 1.35 million explorers concerned about exhaust fumes. So that Ford's going to inspect and repair the vehicles, if necessary, for free. Um, the safety communication says the customer is taking voluntary action, although it has notified the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, who has an open investigation involving complaints involving 2011 to 2017 explorers. Ford maintains the vehicles are safe, but said it's making the repairs available in response to customer concerns. Mark Salem says, in response to nobody's buying the doggone car anymore because nobody wants to be asphyxiated and pass out and hit a tree. So we know some of our customers do have some exhaust and carbon monoxide <laughs> concerns. 
there is a NHTSA investigation uh, and on the matter, and we know there's some awareness. Yeah. Then Ford says, these customers might also have seen media reports of the situations. These vehicles are safe. We have not found any safety issue here. So we all agree that there's some kind of an exhaust issue. We have videotape of police cars running off the road hitting trees. And Ford says, don't worry about it. And then you say, well, what's wrong? I don't know, but don't worry about it. <laughs> as far as the trucks are concerned, here's the problem. And there's a problem inside the door and the latch. Now, you have a double latch on every door on every car. You have the first latch, and then you have a second latch that sucks the door in where it's flush with the metal around it. So what they're saying is is that the first latch doesn't catch, and then the second latch comes apart. And they talk about salt and mud and water and rain and all that kind of stuff, which would, if it's true that that's the issue, then it would predominantly be in those states that suffer from the salt, the mud, the snow, the rain. So it, it, that would pretty much eliminate Arizona. But anyway, either one, if your car is in recall, you've got to take it in. You've got to take it in. And, and sooner or later, Ford will wake up to the problem and fix it. But just like the Firestone 500 or the Firestone 721 tires and just like a variety of other recalls, including Chevrolet and Ford and Chrysler, um, they just won't do anything until they until the public stops buying their cars or until the government finally decides to make them. And that's the issue as far as those are concerned. So that's the Explorer. That's the F-150 comments. And those are on behalf of, of uh, Harold and Mark Salem. Bernie, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning, Bernie? Good morning, Mark. Uh, you addressed this problem about a year ago, but I didn't pay much attention. Uh, my wife's Jeep, when she turns it on about once or twice a week, uh, one of the other rear windows will roll down. Wow. I don't know that I've ever seen or heard that before, but I how many miles are on the Jeep? Uh almost 200,000. Okay. All right. Um I think one of the things that I would do is I'd probably do this in the summertime when she's going to run her air all the time, but I'd probably pop out that master switch and I would just unplug it. And what that's going to do is it's going to separate the master switch from all the window motors. So if you unplug the master switch and everything is fine and the window no longer goes up and down, then you plug the master switch back in, and yes, it begins to do that, then the master switch is the, is the culprit. But if you disconnect the master switch and you still have the problem, then it's very likely we've got some kind of voltage or ground problem that shouldn't be there because that's how we're going to control the window motor up and down is we reverse the polarity. So we have positive-negative on the way up and negative-positive on the way down, and that's what the master switch does. If the, if the master switch looks really worn and if you will admit to your wife that you spilled a milkshake from Wendy's on the master switch, then I'm going to focus more on the master switch than anything else. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome, Bernie. You're welcome. All righty, 602-508-0960, um, Our best car repair shop lists at our website, MarkSalem.com, has been updated recently. You might want to take a look. It's important to make sure your shop is still there because my guarantee that says this, if you use one of the shops on my best car repair shop list and you have problems, if you file a nice complaint and keep listen to that word nice, 
Nice complaint with the Better Business Bureau. They will investigate the complaint. If the shop is told to make a refund or to fix your car and my shop refuses to do that, not my personal shop, but one of the shops on my best car repair shops list, then I will do it for you. I'll give you the refund up to $5,000 or I'll fix your car up to $5,000. So you have my personal guarantee on my website. And I'll tell you something, since 1988, I've never had to pay a dime because the shops I pick are guys that know right from wrong. And when it comes time for them to raise their hands and say, I messed up, I'm sorry, I'm going to fix it. Now, if you'll accept that, I'm sorry, I'm going to fix it, and assume and come to the conclusion that it is fixed and you don't want pain and suffering, then you're home free. <laughs> but anyway, um, they're, they're really, really a good list of shops, but um, there's been some movement, and some have voluntarily left the list, and some have not. So um, if you use one of my shops and you rely on my, my uh, expertise in helping guide you, then I'd like you to check it a couple times a year, two times a year. All righty. And who was the next caller, Gil? Joe, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. Um, good morning. I, I've got a uh, digital dash that's going out on my 2010 Lincoln MKZ. The, some of the digits are missing, and I can't even tell you how many miles I have on my car because I can't read it. I was just wondering where I could take that to to get it fixed. I checked the fuse, and the fuse is okay, so I think it's going to have to be replaced. Okay, I have a couple of things I want you to do. Mm -hmm. um, what year is that? Uh, Two thousand ten. Did you MKZ? Okay. All righty. Um, I don't know if that has light bulbs that sometimes go out, but yes, we've done that repair before. Hmm. And um, what we do is is we take the car and cover it with a bunch of big um, moving blankets to darken up the inside. And mm -hmm. then we crawl underneath the dash and we shine a flashlight up there. And sometimes you can actually see that there is a bulb there, but it's not lit. Hmm. I also want you to adjust the intensity of the dashboard to see if that changes anything. Mm -hmm. And then last, what I want you to do is, is um, have you got a pencil handy? Yes. Okay. I want you to call 480-598-1234. Okay. And you're going to ask for Jeff. Jeff. He's my parts manager. Oh, okay. And you're going to say, I have permission from Mark to bother you. And would you guide me um, about who you guys use for digital dash repair in Phoenix? Because Jeff okay. will know that answer, and I don't. Okay. So here's what you want to avoid. You don't want to go to shop A, who then sends the car to shop B, who then takes the car part and sends the part to shop D, who then subcontract tracks it to the guy who's going to fix it. Yeah. You don't want all those people in the food chain. <laughs> now, sometimes those guys won't deal with consumers. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to go through your own garage or some, some other way. But most of the time, they'll deal with consumers. It really depends on this, Joe. If the dash has to come out, you're probably going to have to have somebody help you with this. Yeah. But if you can take it there and park it and have your wife pick you up, um, then that's, that's the better and that's the path of least resistance. Well, that's good. That's what I'll do. I'll call Jeff and okay. tell him Mark sent me. 
Yeah, just say Mark said I had permission to talk to you. Otherwise, they're not going to let you talk to him <laughs> <Okay>. because <laughs> he he's in charge of all the parts that run through our facility, and and um, him and Sean have their hands full. But uh, the uh, the Mark said I could talk to him, and as soon as he identifies what you're talking about, he'll know doggone well I sent him. Yeah. So <laughs> I sent you. Mark, Alrighty, I appreciate Joe, thank it. you very much. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. All righty, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. SNS Tire is in the West Valley, and, and it's important to know Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. Pay attention here. They have the largest comprehensive selection of tires that you can imagine, and what's really nice about that is is you can go in, and they'll look at the tire you have in your car. Then you ask them for a good, better, best number on three sets of tires and they can pull that off for you so you can look at the tire you can see if you recognize the name you can look at the tread wear and the temperature and the traction which are information on the side of the tire and they're happy to explain that to you at the end of the day is is you'll make an intelligent decision for instance you may want the cheapest set of tires because you're going to trade the car in in a year or you may want a really good set of tires because your husband or his wife is getting ready to go to New Orleans. So it just depends, but you're in control of that. So again, S&S Tire, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. And they have every kind of tire from wheelbarrows to tractors and everything in between. So S&S Tire. We'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your your heart, your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. 
and kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor, give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going to go till noon today, as we do every Saturday, 10 to noon, right here on KKNT. We talk about cars. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm not here to sell you some gizmo you're going to plug into your car that tells you exactly what's wrong with your car, because none of that exists. And the idea that somebody's going to be able to diagnose your car from the cloud and tell you what's the matter with it when your check engine light comes on is as ridiculous as any other idea they have. The fact of the matter is, is when you're working on cars and you have a code, the code tells you what state the problem is in. It's in Ohio. Now you've got to find the city, the street, the house number, the zip code. You've got to go find the problem. And there's no way Mark Salem or any other master technician can be on the other end of the phone and tell you what's wrong with your car. We have to check fuel pressure. We can't do that on the phone. We have to check engine vacuum. We have to check mass airflow sensor readings. We can't do that. So the whole idea about somebody's going to fix your car over uh, over your entertainment system is crazy. Let's go to the phones. Harry, good morning to you. How are you? Just fine, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Renee. Harry, I was... Good morning. Thank you. Um, Harry, um, you need to contact Kurt because um, I talked to him last week, and they hadn't heard you for a while. And I told him I was pretty sure that you had completed your probationary period. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and that you weren't hurt or sick or uh, had been kidnapped for ransom. So would you touch base with Kurtz, please? Yeah, I will. Uh, uh, comment on that. Uh, one of their uh, guys called me here a couple months ago, and, you know, uh, had a trailblazer that they work on, and... Uh, he uh, says, well, we see that you're you know, going to be coming out for oil change or whatever. And he says, yeah, I usually get that after the first of the year. And then I said, I'm glad you called and whatever. So I'm driving along, and uh, later on that day, my air conditioning starts blowing hot air. <laughs> so I called them back. It's their fault. <laughs> I called the guy back, and I said, what is this? You guys have a sixth sense. And then it started working again, so I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and, and you, I think you just ought to carry that a little further and just say, I, I, I've already reported it to the police that maybe you put some kind of a confounding eye thing in my car to cause my air conditioning to become intermittent. I don't know. I find I, it, that was kind of eerie. They call me and I go to run an error and my air conditioning quits. I mean, just blowing hot yeah. air. That is know. weird. Yeah, yeah. Kurt has. Remember, Kurt has that big antenna on the top of his oh, building. Oh, maybe that's you what remember it is. that. Yeah. And no one knows what that is. <laughs> I know it anyway. is now. <laughs> I know. What's yeah, up, Barry? Find me. Come to work, deal. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. a couple of uh, one's a question and a comment. Uh, I took the uh, my wife's car in a trailblazer and uh, uh, to get the tires rotated and um, you know balanced, and at, a, at one of the major tire outfits. And I've never seen them do this before. They pull the tires off and run them over, and then the guy uh, comes over with a power drill and a and a uh, wire uh, a brush deal, and and 
does a little work around the uh, contact surfaces where the you know the wheel fits on. Uh, I don't know if they're going to you know they start doing that. I asked him, "Is you guys do that all the time?" He says, "Yeah." And I said, "Well, because they've never done that before, but sound like a good idea because you uh, you had said something about uh, drums and rotors. You know, when you pull those off, to make sure the mating area that you cleaned it off really good, but." Uh, Right, and 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 that's that's. Um, I lost you there for a minute, but I knew which way you were going. We're going to use the wire brush to clean up the mating area right. where the back of the wheel hits the front of the drum or the axle, and we're also going to clean that out because sometimes, but not always, we center the wheel on that extrusion in the middle. So we want to make sure that the wheel is centered properly, and that's not a bad idea. Now that we we don't do that nearly as much. As the people in Pittsburgh and Chicago do it, no, <laughs> but but, but that, whatever, that is a good yeah. idea. Yeah. And my my, my question right. is, uh, my other question is, uh, um, I'm kind of looking to get a pickup again. Got rid of my uh, Duramax and everything here a few years ago, and uh, listening to some of your uh, people call in on different uh, uh, vehicles. The Chevy has the the pickup deal for the oil pump, O ring, and Ford, I don't know about Ford. They, they have you know different problems, and uh, Dodge seems to have a problem with their with their Hemi. I know when your son was on uh, the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, you know, saying something about a Hemi ping or ring or something like that. And uh, right, I'm just wondering. Uh, you know, I, I like the Toyotas. I'm not quite sure of the Nissans, but I really, but the Toyotas are pretty pretty expensive. But they, uh, I don't know, do they have any problems that you're aware of? Or? Well, let's uh, let's we'll chop down the tree one at a time. The O-ring problem on the General Motors has been fixed. It's been redesigned, so it, it only covers about four or five years. Oh, okay. But that's about all. Um, I, I I've got too many things to say about Fords, <laughs> but I like I like Fords. I like people who own Fords because oh, yeah, I get to they fix make a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, as far as the Dodge is concerned, the Hemi is a good motor. Um, we may have been talking about stuck spark plugs, and if that's the case, case it's on the Triton Ford. Right. Um, and I, th- I think that's what we were talking about. As far as the Toyota and the Nissan are concerned, um, I'm going to put the Toyota up there with um, with the Chevrolet when it comes to quality and dependability. Um, it's, Toyota's going to cost more than the Chevrolet, but how the cars and trucks you keep, Harry, how many miles do you bail on? 100,000, 200? What do you do? Well, mine, my my Trailblazer's only got like about eighty on it. <clears throat> when I sold my truck, it, it was a two thousand three, and I sold it oh, a couple years ago, and it had like uh, seventy five or eighty. So we put maybe okay, you know, ten thousand a year on on each vehicle. Okay, it, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about the high mileage end of it because, like you said, you're gonna it's gonna be a long time before you get there. And if you're bailing on them before a hundred thousand, I don't. I think you could buy any one of those. And I, I would go with interior, the comfort, and then of course you got to make your wife happy. So there's just right. not you involved in me. It's um, there's three of us involved. There's you and me, and I'm not out voting her. I'm always going to vote for her because that's the path of least resistance for me. What well, did you vote so, for her when she bought the Ford, or did uh, that? Uh, no, she did that, that without my vote. <laughs> yeah, no, didn't you? She vetoed. Yeah, I did because. I, that's right. I liked the car, but I didn't really want a new car in the beginning. So that's what he gets. Oh, she's mad at me because <laughs> um, she was driving a Yukon with a 6.2 liter in it, 
and um, and and it was costing us an arm and a leg to keep that thing up. And I'll tell you what, she has the tendency to kiss curbs. The tires on that thing are three hundred dollars a piece. I never kissed a curb in that car. But I get in this little edge, and for some reason I can't drive it because it's too small because I've always had bigger cars, and I must kiss ten curves. <laughs> well, y- your wheels show that. I know that. But the Yukon at Rural and Elliott in that gas station, we came over, and you had cut the right rear corner on that. Oh, and, I, and, it, and And because it's all-wheel drive, you got to replace all four tires. And I just couldn't afford that and all of her drinking and that all that other kind your, of stuff. Your deal, so anyway, I don't even remember that. I sold the Tahoe because I could make good money on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought we together would shop. Instead, she goes over to the, I think the Ford dealer kidnapped her. I think they actually kidnapped <laughs> her. Came over and they said, we're going to sell your car really cheap because your husband talks bad about Fords. And he's never going to admit there's a Ford in the family. And I don't. Um, Renee has ch- since changed her last name back to her main name. <laughs> and, and, oh, boy. But anyway, no, she, yeah, she drives the Ford. And i got to tell you something, Harry. Every once in a while I have to drive it. And, and he I have, likes and it. And I have to wear a mask on my head because I don't want anybody to know I'm driving it. But it is a, a pretty nice car. Is that it the is. Eagle uh, Boost one or whatever? That have on there? The Turbo? Does it have a turbo on it? Hello. Oops. Hold on, Harry. I think they just dropped for a second. They'll be right back. Yeah, I think I've been uh, muted. The thing. And the and the price on the weather stripping installation stuff was three or four hundred dollars somewhere else. And I think we bought this weather strip. How much was the weather strip? Oh, it was like ninety dollars a side or something okay, like so that. Okay, so hundred and eighty dollars for mm-hmm. the weather strip and, and then we had Eddie, one of our techs, install it. Yeah. So anyway, wow. Harry, thank you very much. Okay, thank and you. Uh, I vote Toyota. Uh, if you want the best one that you of the menu you gave me, I vote the Toyota. You'll pay, spend more. Second would be your Chevrolet. Thank you, Harry, and let's see. We're going to be taking a break in three, two, one. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. 
You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. The media landscape has changed. Let's be clear. Donald Trump will lose the election. Wrong. I personally think this race is over. To me, this race is over. Politico's latest survey of degrees, quote, Clinton will crush Trump. Wrong. From major network television down to local radio, fake news is being exposed. You are fake news. But there's one station that doesn't talk at you, but with you. One station that doesn't talk about important people, but to them. There's one station that doesn't pretend to be what it isn't. That station is the number one conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Don't stand for entertainment in place of information. Stand with The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot isn't just a trend, it's a statement. Your voice, your station. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot. Together, we will make America Great again. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour at 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my spousal unit of 43 years, yes, Renee. Sir. Yes. She's uh, she's assigned herself my my mother as <laughs> to keep me in line. Somebody the has radio to show. try. All righty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto. Tom at Action Auto and I have been friends since the late 70s. He opened up his shop at Deer Valley and I-17 in 1983. And, and I've just known Tom such a very long time, I can tell you unequivocally, he's going to make you happy. And if he can't, he'll tell you he can't. And if he can't fix your car, he'll refer you to somebody who can. But he's just a great guy. He has good talent. He has good employees. He's just a really good guy. He's kind of like the guy you hope your daughter brings home. Although Tom's married, so you can forget that, but that's the kind of guy he is. So Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner, a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that's been around serving North Phoenix, Deer Valley, since 1983. Let's go to the phones. Bob, you're up next. Bob, how can I help you? Hi, Mark. Do you ever recommend installing an oil catch can on a PCV valve in an engine? Um, an oil catch can on the PCV valve. You're talking yeah. about teeing the PCV valve line and running it to an oil can or something? Yeah, to an oil catch can because they said in the new common rail 
fuel injection engines, you're taking that oil vapor and you're feeding it back into the engine, but it coats the intake valves and it coats the injection runners. So you get like oil gunk on there. So you have to have a can that collects the oil vapors from the PCV valve. Okay. Um, it, it, it's, it's not that. Um, it's not direct, direct, um, injection. We no longer spray the gas on the backside of the intake valve. We spray it directly into the engine. So therefore, we don't rinse the gasoline off the back of the intake valve anymore. The oil. We don't rinse the oil off the back side of the intake valve with gasoline. So because of that, we are turning the back side of the intake valve, which just delivers air now. It doesn't deliver a mixture of air and fuel. It just delivers air. And as a result of that, we're starting to find intake valves that are plugged solid and the car won't run. And so there is a repair process that involves pulling the head to get that all straightened out. So what they're doing is is they're working on some different kinds of oils, and they're working on some different kinds of gasolines, but some of the changes they have made have been very favorable. But the direct ignition or the direct fuel injection um, no longer sprays at the back of the valve, and, and, and every time the valve opens and closes, there's a film of oil on the back of the valve. So if we spray gasoline from a fuel injector in that area, we wash that minute amount of oil into the cylinder, that doesn't generate any smoke, but it really has has nothing to do with the positive crankcase ventilation, where we're sucking the fumes off the engine and introducing them back into the intake manifold. So we're sucking them off the valve covers, and it's 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 a a concoction of air and unburnt fuel, hydrocarbons, and we're going to send them back into the intake manifold, and the intake manifold obviously is going to deliver that through the uh, intake valve. Okay, does that make sense? Right. The only thing on YouTube, these videos, they show, like, in 3,000 miles, they're collecting, like, a third of a quart of oil. That's oil vapor that vented off your engine that would have been put back into your combustion chamber that, like, coats the well, rings and stuff. Well, no, that, that, okay, it's just another YouTube BS story. The fact that we've had PCV valves since 1958, 59, 60. We've been introducing fumes from, from engines into the intake manifold for, what? how is that, 40 years, 50 years? Yeah. So, and, and those cars back then in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, with respect to their internal engine um, stability and, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, efficiency is really what I'm looking for. Uh, on a 1 to 10 scale, back then they were a 3 and today we're a 9.5. So, um, all this idea about... Um, backyard guys fixing this problem and and i'm getting a third of a quarter a third of a cup and all that kind of stuff um there's something wrong with the motor for it to be blowing that having that much blow by that's all there is to it that much blow by creates a problem but there's no there's nothing you can do to improve the pcv valve system in fact other than making sure that the hose hasn't collapsed and making sure that you replace the pcv valve once a year but PCV, positive crankcase ventilation, has been around for 50, 60 years, and there's nothing wrong with the way it works today. So there will always be somebody who 
has a gizmo that was going to improve something, and he has a YouTube video that shows why you should buy this stuff to rub all over your body, and it'll make your hair grow and make girls love you, and it'll make your toenails grow straight, and, and the hair in your nose <laughs> oh, stop growing. Okay. Time to take a break. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so, Gil's, Gil's, what's Gil say in the background? Yeah, where can I buy that? Oh, Gil, our, our engineer and the guy that actually puts the show on the air, he's saying into my ear, where can I buy some? of that stuff oh my gosh but it's true every these things fix everything i know you get a bunch of stuff all the time that people want you to test and try and you know it's not going to work well i I bet we've tested it before so it's just a it's a new it's the same product with a different name right okay 602-508-0960 we'll be right back a business analyst is wanted in Scottsdale, Arizona, to analyze business processes to determine efficient use of personnel and computer resources, conduct organizational studies and evaluations, design systems and procedures. A master's degree in finance or business administration is required. Send resume to Ms. Benson, Sagicor Life Insurance Company, 4343 North Scottsdale Road, Suite 300. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85251. Again, a business analyst is wanted in Scottsdale, Arizona, to analyze business processes to determine efficient use of personnel and computer resources, conduct organizational studies and evaluations, design systems and procedures. A master's degree in finance or business administration is required. Send resume to Ms. Benson, Sagicor Life Insurance Company, 4343 North Scottsdale Road, Suite 300, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85251. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
truck on an old chase lounge. Backed into my spot at the driving show. You know, a cargo light gives off a romantic glow. I never have to wait in line at the popcorn stand. All righty. There's something that women like about a pickup man. And uh, is that why you actually um, asked me out for the first time? <laughs> yeah. Huh? We're not going to get into that story because it's a long, because you have three callers. Oh, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're exactly right. Let me tell you real quick about Kurt's Auto Repair. Last week we had Kurt and Eric and Jeff on, and we had a ball. Yeah. But I want to tell you something. Kurt's a master, uh-huh. Eric's a master, and Jeff's a master. You got three masters. Right. Most shops don't even have one. Right. But they've got three. The, the fun that we had and the, the what talent that the, Eric and Jeff brought to the table when it comes to asking for symptoms, discussing the issue, and coming to some kind of a conclusion, um, they actually are better than I am together. Yeah. Not independent of one another, oh. but together. Oh, okay. Three, three <laughs> so, to one, huh? Yeah. Now, I think you're bragging, but no, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Two to one. Oh, okay. yeah, me and Kurt against Eric and Jeff. Oh, I okay? see. What, Kurt oh. and I are not going to acquiesce to Eric and Jeff, but Mark alone will acquiesce to, to Eric and Jeff. Oh, okay. But anyway, Kurt's is at I-17 in Bell. He's on the northeast corner. You can tell I know him. You can tell I like him. And if you live in anywhere near I-17 in Bell, Kurt's is a great place to go. Let's go to Les. Les, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Yeah, I wanted your opinion. I got an older 81 Ford truck that drives the cooling fan is driven directly off of the uh, the water pump and everything. And I was thinking putting an electric fan or a fan clutch or maybe going with a flex fan, but I'm not sure which of those would be better savings or uh, you know, better way to go. Okay. I can help you. Why are you changing the fan? A uh, little bit more mileage. It works fine, cools, everything works good. Just looking at, I'm only getting like 13 miles, and I was kind of thinking it might get me more miles a gallon. Well, I mean, have you been passing emissions on a regular basis? Yep. Okay. Then I, I can tell you right now, there ain't no fuel coming out of the tailpipe of that truck. So it's, it's not going to be an issue where the engine itself is malfunctioning or you've got a float that's heavy on the carburetor or you've got some oxygen sensor that's all fouled up. So the fact that you're passing is really good. I'm sure you have a fan clutch that's mechanically driven by a fan belt that's connected to the water pump. Would that be fair? No, I don't have. I've got a direct drive uh, six-blade fan that's solid. There's no fan clutch on okay. it. That was, I, okay. I saw a fan clutch as an option and you know, I could put on it, but it didn't have that. I would think that you would, um, f- uh, if you buy a fan clutch, you're almost surely going to have to buy a fan that goes with it because right. the fan mounts to the back of the fan clutch. Um, I would think that's your best option. A flex fan would be my second, and I would tell you under no circumstances should you put one or two electric fans on that because you will be so unhappy, um, and it's just a terrible thing to do. It's a design issue. You have to have an aluminum radiator, and then there has to be all kinds of duct work, and the cars that have electric cooling fans are quite different than the cars that you're talking about, which have brass and uh, copper radiators, and, um, and they have a wide-open grill. So if you're going to do anything, that flex fan, obviously after so many RPMs, the blades are going to straighten out for you, and so they won't, you won't have nearly the drag. The other, op- other option would be go find, call a wrecking yard and find a fan and a fan clutch, and then turn around and take the fan and get yourself a good fan clutch and put it on. But here's the downside to that. When the fan clutch locks up, it's going to sound, sound like you just shifted from fourth gear to second gear. Even though you didn't, it's going to sound like that. It's going to take 
a thousand or two thousand miles to break that new fan clutch in but after you get going about 45 miles an hour then the fan clutch disengages and that gives you the least amount of load okay so so, the fan so maybe clutch would maybe be the best option for that, that fan clutch yeah first first pick is fan clutch and you have to get a new fan but right. i think you can buy one at a wrecking yard and um and the second thing would be flex fan and I, um, the electric fans are, aren't even on my list of options. Okay? okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Les. Deborah, good morning to you. How is it I can help you? Oh, thank you so much. I've tried everything else. I thought maybe I'd run this by you. I have a 2010 Toyota Corolla. I bought it at two years old with 24,000 miles on it. About a year after I had it, the FM radio started to go out. I've taken it to the dealer twice, and they don't know what the issue is, and it never fails at the right time so they can see it. I think it may have something to do with the antenna. I don't know. And I've tried to see if the weather has anything to do with it, bumpy road, whatever. But when I notice it the most is when I get in in the morning and turn it on, sometimes I have FM and sometimes I don't, and I cannot figure out the reason. Okay, Deborah, um, what I want you, I lost you for about six seconds there, and I would like oh. very much for you to just in, in, give me the front side of that again, okay? Um, I bought a 2010 Toyota Corolla for 20, um, when it was two years old, at, and it had 24,000 miles on it. The first year was fine. After this, and the second year, my FM radio started to go out, and that tried to do some research. I took it to the dealer twice, and it didn't. They didn't know what the problem was, and it didn't go out when it needed to, so they could see it. I'm guessing it is the antenna, but I don't know. But sometimes in the morning when I turn it on to go to work, sometimes it it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And I've tried okay, to research it. Okay, let me ask you some questions. I don't know. Okay, let me ask you some questions. Do you listen to AM or FM more? FM. Okay. Um, the, it, the antenna is more important on the AM side than it is on the FM side. Um, I, I'm going to send you someplace else if you don't mind. Um, okay. There's a, a stereo shop in Tempe called Sounds Good to Me. That's the name of the store, Sounds Good to Me. They've been around since I was in high school, and I'm north of 60. These guys have just waved their magic wand for my customers, I don't know how many times. Now, it could very well be you have a bad radio that's intermittent, got a broken circuit board in it, and they will discuss with you your options. You may okay. say, I just want an AMFM radio. They can put one in. They can make it fit. They can wire it up, and it will work perfectly. But Sounds Good to Me is on Broadway in Tempe, and it's it's just the best radio uh, you know, stereo shop I've ever seen in my life. They put fancy sound system in big, fast boats that are worth half a million dollars all the way down to small old cars like old Mustangs, and they upgrade the radio or fix the old ones. So I would take it over to Sounds Good to Me, tell them Mark Salem sent you, and then wink at him and say, he said you'll never be able to fix this, and that will make them smile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome, Deborah. You're welcome. And for those of you that, I, I, I want you to know, I didn't tell Deborah to mention my name because I get a kickback. Right. I, I, there's no bird dog fee here. That's what they call it in our industry, a bird dog fee. I go find somebody, send it to you, you, you kick back some money to me. That doesn't happen. 
I never take money uh, for referrals ever, ever, ever. If you go in there, you go in there. But I'm not getting a part of your bill, and I'm not getting money from the shop. I just want to make sure that you knew that. Uh, Chad, Chad, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi, good morning. Um, my question's about the transmission, and I just bought a used 2013 Chrysler 300C, and in my manual, it doesn't say when I need to change the transmission fluid. But when I talked to the dealer, I took it in. They said around 60,000 miles is recommended. But when they took it back, they later called me about an hour and a half later and told me it was a lifetime sealed transmission and I never have to change the fluid. <laughs> and I just, I've never heard of that, so I didn't understand. <laughs> oh, that is funny. The dealer said 60, and then when they get it in there, they've already told you 60, and so the technician looks at the service rider, and he looks at the other people, and he goes, what are you guys, idiots? This is a sealed unit. So you sold him yeah. a 60K service, but we can't do one. All right, to answer your question, a sealed unit is a very good unit, but they typically have some kind of unwritten service between a hundred thousand and a hundred and twenty-five thousand. Now, here's what we do: the transmission has two cooler lines that takes fluid forward in, in, into a small radiator, so to speak. So one of them pushes fluid forward, and the other is a return to the transmission. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. What we do is we take those lines and interrupt them, and so on the push side, that goes for just sake of argument it goes into a five gallon bucket so the dirty fluid comes out of the transmission fluid and it comes out of the transmission and it's deposited into a five gallon bucket on the suck side where we got fluid going back in that's a suction side we have a five gallon <laughs> bucket filled with new transmission fluid yeah so we're pushing the old out pushing the new in and when the old starts going from brown to cherry red we stop that's going to cost okay. you somewhere south of two hundred dollars well, and you'll they do said that at 100 to 125. For this oh, well, transmission, it I'm... takes 12 quarts. Oh, okay. And if it's a synthetic fluid, then automatically your $60 worth of fluid at 12 quarts mm -hmm. at $5 is what? Oh, it's more than $5. Is it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's probably For 10 or 12. A quart of synthetic yes. ATF? Yes, 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 my dear. I hate it when you correct me. Yes, my dear. Okay, so if it's 10 times 12 is 120. Yeah. And so I'm thinking another 120, 125 on top of that, or even if it's an hour and a half, we're yeah. talking 180 plus 120, so we're still at 300. Yeah, 300, okay. 350 maybe, I don't know. Okay, but. but we could still open it up. We could say 4 to 450. Right. And I... Let me let me tell you something that happened the other day, Chad, and you can just take it for whatever it's worth. A guy calls me up on the radio and he tells me that the that he gets an estimate for eight hundred dollars to replace the headlight bulb, and they tell him that they have to to remove the front bumper. And I say to him, in certain cars, that's the truth. And he says, "Are you kidding me?" And I said, "No, I'm not kidding you." So he, I said, "If you want to bring it by, I'll look at it for you." I felt sorry for him. Eight hundred dollars. Yeah. So he's sitting in the lobby. This is a true story. We take it into the shop, and within 31 minutes, I walk back out and say, "Here's your light bulb." Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was tiny; it wasn't even didn't even look like a light bulb, really. Yeah. Right, but I mean, we didn't take the bumper off either. Right. Okay. Right. right. So, so I say to him, "This is like a $35 thing. Do you want me to replace this?" And he says, "Yes." And he goes, "I need to talk to you because I I want to know why you did it in 31 minutes and 
they're, they're quoting me eight hours. I said, I, I'll get to that. So we plug in the new one, as you well know, and it doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. So the plug is bad. Okay. Then we look and we find out that the plug, the heat from the headlight causes the plug to melt, and they have a new quote-unquote redesigned plug. So we get the plug, we install it, we put his old bulb back in, it works fine, and we button it all up. And I don't remember what the bill was, I but it was either. less than 150 bucks. Yeah. So anyway, he's really wrapped up pretty tight because he gets an estimate of 800. I don't know why they gave you the estimate, but I feel pretty confident that we're going to be in the $400 range in the independent market for your 12-quart synthetic fluid transmission service at 1 to 125. So I think what this tells both of us is is you need to shop that. So when it comes okay. time for you to do that, then you need to shop that. And uh, th- I can tell you there's one guy that left our shop for $150, and he didn't pay 800 And let me tell you what happened. You can take the coolant reservoir off his car and slide it over to the side. Then you go get the technician who has the smallest, petitest hands, not the guy that has tennis rackets on the end of his arms, but the small, petite hands. Or you go get one of the female service riders. She sticks her hand through this hole, and she unclips the bulb and pulls it out. You plug a new one in, and you put it back, and then you put the four or five screws that are holding the coolant recovery jug on there, and you're done. So, yes, you can pull the front bumper cover, and you can do all of that work for eight hours, but it's gray-haired guys, seasoned people that know their shortcuts. So if you're honest, you, you play by the rules, and if you're not, you don't. And I don't have any comment about anything else besides that. You don't? You're out of comments <laughs> for <not>. the day? <laughs> That's Do good. you want to ride home? Because <laughs> we're almost done. <laughs> Folks, we're up here in Payson. We bring our horses up here. They're true snowbirds because they come up to Payson during the summer and go home to to Tempe during the winter. So we're sitting here right now. The meadow's outside. There's elk all over the meadow. We've seen two coyotes go by. We see lots of big turkey vultures. Um, Our dogs are sitting at our feet. And life can't get any better than this, can it? It's pretty good. Pretty good. But most of the time, Monday through Friday, we're working our tail ends off. And uh, But it is, I did have to come up to check the horses and and we'll see what, uh, and, and they're fine, other than the fact we got to hang up the show here in another minute and run and get some hay for them because I don't have enough food to. Because you let them run out of food. <laughs> uh, uh, they're not starving, trust me. Okay, my email address is mark at marksalem.com, mark with a K, Salem spelled like the cigarette, for those of you older folks that know what I'm talking about, mark at marksalem.com. You have a question, a problem, email me, I'll get back to you. Please give me your phone number, because if you give me your phone number, I'm always going to have some questions I want to ask you, because the diagnostic procedure is you tell me something, I ask you a question, you tell me something, I ask you a question, so I need to do that. And, and he doesn't type very well. And I don't type very fast. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's kind of one finger. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then in addition to that, it's important to know I'm going to call you from my block cell phone, okay? So um, I'm sorry, but that's what I have to do. So otherwise, I give my phone number to 100 people and I answer the phone for the rest of my life. I'll see you next Saturday right here on KKNT.